Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Our story tonight follows an old captain and his new crew as they work to stay afloat in a galaxy drowning at the hands of the Empire. Will they find stability or continue to wander from job to job? Find out tonight on Vagrant Freighters. Inside the out-of-commissioned droid tech facility, Torin, on the floor of the warehouse, waiting for his counterparts to come down the scaffolding, a makeshift ladder that you came in from the window outside. Kel, joining, and as Navra's feet hit the floor, a blaster bolt fires across the room, grazing just over Torn's shoulder, hitting in the wall behind. And you turn and you see, at the other end of the warehouse, the silhouette of a figure coming in the shadows. A very recognizable outline of Twi'lek headtails. Who is out there? No one is supposed to know about this. Hello? Hey! So are we gonna talk now, or are you gonna keep shooting? It depends. How trustworthy are you? Don't answer that, Torrin. Who is that? How many of you out there? There is a non-zero number of us in undefined locations. We are not here to shoot you or to disrupt anything you have going on. So what do you say we both lower our weapons and we talk this out? I, I look around and try to scan the area to see if I can uh, kind of detect how many people there are and what their intentions are. Um, this person is saying that he is trustworthy, but I don't, I, I didn't expect anyone to be here and that's uncomfortable for me. I kind of pick up on that note in his voice and realize that I've just shot at somebody. They're not trying to kill me, which is unusual. So uh, I kind of raise my hands and I let my blaster, like I, have, I still have my blaster like near my hand, but it's like my, it's like the the loop of the trigger is kind of like hanging, is where the hang the blaster is kind of hanging from on my hand. So you can see that my hands are open, but I still have my weapon on me. I stand up from cover, pointing my blaster rifle in the air. All right, now we're getting somewhere. Cap, Nav, come on down. I'm going to slowly get out of my cover and inch toward where Torin is standing. I would have probably separated when we went for cover. I will stand up as well with my blaster still drawn, not appreciating the fact that we were just immediately fired upon with no warning whatsoever. As both of you move closer in the warehouse into the little bit of light that is in there, getting a better view of each other, able to size each other up, see who's there and whatnot. Cal, you think that there's a moment of potential recognition the jumpsuit that the Twi'lek in front of you is wearing just has, for some reason, some tinge of familiarity to you. Something you've seen, not not super uncommon, but just for some reason, something about it reminds you of, of a past encounter. I don't know what has brought you here. Can you guys state your mission? No one else was supposed to be at this place. That's uh, the same information I had, so... I'm just as surprised to find you here as you are to find us. And what is it that you're doing? 
our business is our own, and we've got you out number three to one. Why don't you tell us what you're doing here? My mission is classified. I work for people who rely on my brevity. I kind of like look him over, trying to get a sense of whether or not he's going to shoot me. He's the only one who doesn't seem friendly, at least in some capacity. And I am not used to being on on the on the offensive like I have been. I just was so shocked that people were here, and I don't want to stray from my mission at all if I don't have to. I take a look around and I kind of assess the captain's, you know, affectation. How does how does he look? What is his body language like? And I see that I've rattled them pretty badly. Um, I do have a history of rushing into things. Uh, so I, um, I I decide that I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and looking right at him, I remove my gun and I put it back in my holster. It's okay. I won't shoot at you again unless you give me good reason. Well, I don't really plan on giving you the chance to shoot first, but in the spirit of conversation, let's have a chat. And with that, I'll holster my blaster as well. I don't holster my blaster because it's too big for a holster. Instead, I just lean against a wall and try to look nonchalant. I also holster my blaster and try and scan the area around us and just see what this old droid facility looks like. And also partially just trying to see if I notice any other movements in the area, like if she wasn't being honest about it just being her or whatnot. Torin, as you and your sister uh, look about and scan the facility just to take stock of what's there, uh, what's going on, see if there's anyone else, if, if this other individual is not being truthful in that regard. And you look about, the it's dark and dingy. Uh, there's not very much lighting in here. Uh, only what pours in through windows and cracks through the upper parts of the building, otherwise filled with this shelving and, and crates and whatnot. Navra, you're getting a lot of the same, but over towards the right-hand side, you think you pick up on the sound of movement. There's a lot of crates and other things in the way, so there's no line of sight to anything, but you pick up on something. I will keep an eye in that general direction, but try not to make it obvious that I'm like staring at it. I, uh, I walk slowly uh, toward the more well-lit place um, in, in this kind of area that we're occupying to just reveal myself so everyone can kind of take a look and see you know, how I'm dressed, and I just kind of look at the captain, and I say, allow me to introduce myself. I guess we should start there, huh? My name is Tula Batonde. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hold my hand out for a shake. I will extend a hand as well, and introduce myself. Name's uh, Kel Vanix. Nice to uh, meet you, Tula. I assume you're here alone? I am Captain Vanitz, yes. Usually I have someone with me, but today it's just me on this mission. I'm here looking for some droids. Do you know anything about that? Well, this is an abandoned droid facility, so that's why we're here as well. I hope for your sake you're not looking for the same droids we are. Because if you are, I'm afraid you may end up empty-handed. I've heard that before. <laughs> I look over at the captain and I say, 
Well, now that we know who we who each other are, you know that I don't, well, I can tell you I don't mean any harm. You don't seem like the kind of person who just relies on my word, but I'm going to back up and start looking for what I came for. I suggest you do the same. I hate to even ask, what droids are you here looking for? I'm looking for astromech droids. Certainly not what you need, yeah? You all don't seem like you'd have much use for such things. <coughs> mm. As soon as I saw that flight suit you had on, I should have known bad luck was on its way. Last time I saw somebody wearing something like that, shortly thereafter my ship was stolen by the Empire. Now here I am trying to find two astromech droids because the Empire saw fit to keep me from getting them where I was supposed to get them. So here I am on this planet trying to get a couple of astromech droids so I can just get my ship back and here the flight suit makes another appearance. I take all of this in and realize he must have met one of my associates before and I kind of feign surprise. Hold on a second, you've seen this flight suit before? You know about the vigil? You've met Jonah? I'd say kind of carefully and like in a more hushed tone and look, I look around just in case we have other ears. As you hush your voice a little bit to just be extra cautious that no one else is around, Navra, as you focused over on that section of the facility where that sound had come from, there's no mistake that there's something there. Everyone hears it this time. And you hear footfalls of something coming into the facility. And as you turn and look over towards that side, Tula, you see a female figure walking into the room, pulling up a blaster directed towards you and just calls out. Intruders, you must be stopped. Moving into the warehouse, she steps forward aggressively, blaster trained towards the Twi'lek, firing off two shots, both striking, hitting hard, then turning with the third shot towards the other oncomers, aiming towards the male Zabrak against the wall, firing uh, with a critical hit as he's basically an easy target up against the wall, blasting into the chest. I shudder as I feel the bullets kind of rip through me. Um, and I look up with surprise. It did not occur to me that there would be sentries here that I'd have to uh, disarm. Um, I see her coming. I see her fire two more shots or another shot in the opposite direction towards the, uh, my new companions, if you will. And seeing, seeing that they've had this this uh, run in with this this creature, I try to kind of shout out to warn them before she can take a shot, but I'm just too wounded and I raise my blaster to try to kind of aim in her direction. And unfortunately, as I'm taking that shot, my arm just kind of goes numb and drops to my side and I'm unable to complete um, any kind of attack. I run to uh, the other group and I try to kind of hunker down with them um, and find a little bit of uh, time to catch my breath. After hearing all the blaster shots go off, I see where it's coming from, and I I take a shot at this humanoid figure. So after I take a shot, I run to Tula and kneel down behind some crates, just get some cover, and instantly start applying this Coltapak on her, seeing that she's been hit twice. The kind of like a mist, uh, almost chemical mist, comes out from the Coltapak burst and immediately heads towards the 
the wounds on Tula and, and you feel that right away. Uh, it reinvigorates you just enough, uh, takes some sting away, get a little bit life back, especially now that you're surrounded with, uh, you know, some counterparts on your side. I immediately feel uh, not just relief in my wound, but also relief internally as well. Um, I wasn't sure which way this was going to go when I first uh, happened upon this group. And um, I look at Navra with an expression of thanks and just kind of nod, um, not wanting to draw any more attention to us than we already have on us with this century. As I see Tula rush past the group, visibly taking some damage, and then Navra firing a shot across the crates and then moving back towards Tula, I will draw my blaster pistol and stand up quickly and fire a shot towards this unknown sentry guard um, striking it and then duck down below cover and scramble back towards the back corner of the room where there's a stack of crates just trying to keep distance between myself and whatever this guard is I assume she's not with you no she's not with me did somebody follow you here no it sounds like she thinks what intruders. Uh, I, I kind of like rub my side as I'm trying to kind of rack my brain for any information I might have had going into this. As the shots ring out across the factory floor, I raise my blaster rifle and switch off. All emotion leaves my face. No anger, no excitement, just cold, dead intensity. And I steadily march towards this humanoid assailant holding down the trigger of my blaster rifle. A few rounds blast into her shoulder. As you make your approach, Torin, firing into this individual, something strikes you. The the blaster bullets are hitting into the shoulder, but it's not having an effect like it would if, if this was an organic. Seems there's something different about this individual. You can tell just, just a little bit. Something strikes you as odd as as though they very much appear like an organic. There might be more than me see eye. She then looks at you now that you are right up in her face and puts her weapon to her side and then just pulls up her bare hands and goes in for strikes. As she rears back her arms to come in for a punch, you're not sure what to expect and then wham, hits you so hard. You just fully unexpected, initially kind of aiming for your uh, hand holding your weapon, uh, seeing that there's definite intent to try and knock that loose. Despite the heavy impact, you're able to hold on to the weapon. She then turns with the other and comes in hard once again, this time striking and trying to push you over to the ground. But you, despite again taking a heavy hit, stand your ground in front. But you realize now combination of that weird reaction to the blaster bolts hitting you in the shoulder and the intense heavy impact, there's definitely something more to this individual than what she presents on the outside. She just looks at you cold in the face and once again says, intruders. I cough once, a little bit of blood trailing down my chin. Hey, I don't think that this is any ordinary lady. I see Torin getting just absolutely wrecked by this creature, apparently. And all the alarms kind of go off in my head and 
I just muster up all of the like all of the strength and all of the gumption that I can, and I, I move forward toward the target, and I let out two shots, two quick rapid shots, and then kind of duck and cover, and then wait another second before unleashing two more. I'm able to hit her uh, for a good amount of damage, but unfortunately my arm is still a little messed up from her first shot, so I miss one of those. But I've, I at least feel like I've made some kind of contribution with you know these people taking the bulk of the fire tonight between ourselves and this woman. And I uh, kind of mutter, they sent a droid to arm and protect a droid factory. Very clever. So I hear the noises of Torin getting hit by this humanoid sentry guard. I would reach down to my utility belt and pull out this makeshift noise emitter and peek out from the crates and throw it in the direction of this humanoid figure. As soon as it makes contact with the ground, it lets out this sharp, ear-piercing noise, and I duck back down as soon as it's made contact. On the other side of the crates, Torn, you are very nearby this uh, figure, and you see this little uh, device, this puck, come and land on the ground. Uh, probably something you're familiar with, uh, that you've seen your sister tinker with many times. And uh, knowing so, you just kind of turn away to make sure you don't get caught in any of the blast. And the figure before you is not aware of what's coming. And this shriek just pours out of it, catching the figure off guard. And you can see really, really rattles the individual in front of you, the assailant. As I duck back down from throwing the noise emitter, I turn to Tula and go, certainly seems to be doing a good job. As I see Navra throw the sound emitter, as it goes off, distracting this guard of sorts, and Torin also keeping the attention focused on him as he's soaking body blows uh, from the guard. I'm going to move across the open warehouse floor and taking the opportunity to uh, fire a blaster pistol bolt into the back of the what seems to be some sort of droid sentry um, as I make my way across the room to take cover behind the crates on the opposite side of the warehouse. The blast is right on target. Uh, taking that moment of distraction and just firing right into the center mass of the uh, figure. Torin, you there watching this, you just see this uh, heavy blast come into it and can tell that it did some significant damage. And now hoping that maybe that allows you an opportunity to return the favor. Seeing the bolts hit the droid true, yell to Torin, quit messing around with that droid and take care of it. We don't have all day. I'm doing my best, I say, as I maneuver my gun around and plant it into the humanoid's stomach and pull the trigger. Shocked to see it doesn't immediately fall to the ground. What the hell is this thing? Despite the barrage of blaster fire into the center of this figure, it does not take it out. It is showing signs of wear and tear, but it is still holding its ground and now looks upon you. It scans the room quickly for the other assailants who have smartly chosen cover in the situation, and it's gonna go for the target in front for now, and once again, rears back its fists, coming in for a couple more hits. 
the droid comes in with a heavy hit, and you're surprised that this one doesn't hurt nearly as bad. You can sense that while they are standing there and, and quite functional, the levels of force that they are able to uh, put behind these punches has gone down dramatically. So it does seem you are impacting the figure quite a bit. Enough so that the second follow-up just completely misses and in, in, is off balance and, and grazes you, but, but just slides like past your body, not causing any damage at all. I launched myself out from behind the, the stack of boxes in front of me, brandishing my blaster, trying to really focus this time and take a shot that's gonna be at least a little bit meaningful against this creature that just will not stop. Um, I aim and I shoot twice, hitting her and her arm and her shoulder. Looks like there's some payback. I kind of assess the situation and before I kind of linger too long, I dodge back behind the cover, hoping that I have done at least a little bit of damage to this powerhouse that seems just relentlessly hell-bent on getting rid of all of us. The shots do impact the figure and uh, you dart away to really see the full effects of it, but Torin, you are still there in front of it and, and see that the combined efforts are doing something, are wearing this thing down, but it has a lot of fight in it. <clears throat> Thank you. As more time passes and this sentry guard is still up, I would make my way around the crates that I took cover in to get a better line of sight of this humanoid figure and dial in a couple buttons on my wrist pad, aim it toward her, and a burst of electricity, almost in a line, would shoot out towards her. But in my movement and in the nervousness there, it goes just a little bit too wide and unfortunately it doesn't hit. Seeing that and now being able to get a good look at Torin and uh, how badly he's been hurt, I will grab another Colto pack from behind me, trigger it and throw it in his direction. Torin, eyes up. Are you shouting, catch the Colto pack, jab it into my side and feel that little bit of relief come over me. Thanks. While I'm still crouched down behind the crates here, trying to find some cover, I'll peek out around the corner of the box, seeing that the assailant engaged in combat with Torn is starting to look like it's taking some damage and fire another shot towards the back of the guard. Seeing that the blaster bolt does strike, but the guard is still active. I will slide back, sitting down behind the box and trying to take as much cover to make myself imperceptible to this uh, sentry. Feeling somewhat invigorated, I attempt to maneuver my blaster in such a way that I can get shots out at one of its legs and take out its leg and take it down to the floor. But it kicks my blaster out of the way, breaking a couple of my fingers as it does. Someone kill this thing now, please. The figure before you, annoyed in this attempt to put it off, uh, just looks down at you and once again comes in for a heavy strike. The assailant here comes down with another attempted heavy strike on Torin, trying to knock him down once again, but the Zabrak still holds his ground despite taking the hit. It then, annoyed with this heavy hits from behind from the captain, turns 
pulling the blaster pistol up, aiming towards, firing off a couple shots, but unfortunately the cover is too much, uh, despite them being aware of the direction that those attacks came from. I pop out once more from my hiding spot, training my, my blaster uh, directly at this creature um, while it's kind of looking over at the captain. And I take the opportunity to fire two shots at it once more, trying to disarm it. The first shot goes right through their chest, but the second one, unfortunately, does not disarm it. It just is holding on in this vice grip to its weapon and uh, doesn't seem to be uh, disengaging whatsoever. The individual there now is looking very rough. Torn staring down, you can see more and more of its organic looking exterior is, is peeling away to reveal what seems to be a robotic internal built structure. This is some sort of mechanized individual, a droid uh, that is here to protect this facility or something. But it has taken heavy damage and it is on its last leg. I peek around the corner of the, the pile of crates that I'm behind and seeing some of the plating come off of it from Tula's shot, I notice a bit of circuitry and parts underneath it and I pull up my blaster carbine, look down the sights and fire at one weak spot that I think I can identify and watch as it makes purchase and duck back around the pile of crates. As this blast comes in, Torn, you see hits into the droid in front of you and stumble backwards slowly in this very uh, sluggish hunched over motion until it falls to the ground. Uh, all of you hear this thud that's much heavier than you would expect if it was a human. And there at Torn's feet lays this figure, this droid, seemingly out of commission. And the room then falls silent, other than the likely sound of your labored breathing. Still uh, with this Torn? The impassive expression fades, and I turn to look at the captain and just kind of give a very weak salute, and then look to where Navra was hiding, say, thanks. And then I just sit down on the floor. Once that target is down, neutralized, I would walk over to Torin and sort of check him over, look at any of his injuries, and if there's anything I can do to, to help, at least a little bit, make him feel better. Another blast of Colto comes out and you inject that into your brother. Ow! Giving ah. him a bit more life from the uh, the impacts that he took during the fight. Little warning next time. Quit being a baby. I walk over to the captain to check on him, make sure he's all right, um, and try to explain myself having gotten interrupted <laughs> soon after trying to uh, kind of assuage his hesitancy. Captain, good shot there. Your crew is fantastic. Well, that's, uh, that's why I keep them around. They prove themselves to be useful most of the time, at least. So, like I was saying before, I am here for the same droid? What... What did you guys need it for? 
I heard you say something about the Empire. Do you work for them? Or are they also your worst nightmare? Uh, the Empire's uh, no friends of ours. We're actually here retrieving the droids because the ones we wanted to purchase seem to have been commandeered by the Empire. Seems they're going around rounding up astromech droids all over the place. I need these, or 10,000 credits, to pay for the repairs to my ship that are being done. I see. I too am no friend of the Empire. They have ruined so much that I love, and I'd stand for everything that they are against. Ah, I don't know what to do here. And I kind of, um, like my, my leku start to kind of uh, bounce off of my shoulders like I'm thinking and trying to ponder the next solution. It sounds like you and I might have similar circumstances. I have to leave with these droids, unfortunately, but perhaps there's something else that I can do? You're making a mighty big assumption to say you're leaving with the droids. Like I said, the fate of my ship is directly tied to me and the rest of the crew delivering astromech droids to Dorson to pay for the repairs that have been done to my ship. I understand, Captain. Unfortunately, it looks like there's only one. I actually need two. I hear your hesitation, Captain, but I must give you a sense of the bigger picture here. You'll see, I'm a part of a small but growing rebellion in the galaxy. And I have to say, our end game is to stop the Empire and get liberation for everyone. Everyone, including you. So I understand that you say you'll need these droids, but after all, there's only one. Wouldn't it look a little bit better if you came back with none than half the bounty you said you were going to be back with? I'm familiar with Jonah and his operation doing a simple cargo run for him several months back is what got me entangled with the Empire and my ship taken the first time around. My apologies. It was only a matter of time, I hope you understand. The Empire is out to get anyone who questions their beliefs. Well, thankfully I was uh, able to resolve that situation and get my ship back. And like I said, I've got no love for the Empire, and I know Torn and Navra don't either. And I'm all for liberation, but it doesn't do me a whole lot of good if I don't have my ship. I look at the crew, and uh, especially at the twins, one of which are very worse for, worse for wear, and I look back at the captain, and I decide to return some of the faith that someone else had in me once. You'll know, what if I were able to arrange for someone to take care of your little problem? I know some very powerful people, and perhaps you might return to your ship and find your balance has been paid. I stand up from where I am and kind of start limping over towards the captain and the Twi'lek. So, let me see if I'm picking up what you're putting down. We let you leave with the astromech, and we head back to Dorson. And we might find that our ship is paid for, and then the astromech goes with you and screws over the Empire. Yes, except I can do so much better than might. Oh, hell, Cap, that's the best deal we've had in weeks. 
that's uh, putting a lot of faith in somebody, Torn, we just met, and if I remember right, greeted us with a blaster bolt aimed squarely at you. Right. And that's why me saying this should tell you something. Besides, if she wanted to kill us, she could have killed us while we were fighting that other thing. Or at least tried. I look at the captain, sensing his hesitation and seeing him kind of make furtive glances back and forth between the twins. And I realize that I need to do a lot more to seal the deal. I uh, kind of rummage through an interior pocket in my flight suit and pull out um, a semi-battered, but still working um, chip that uh, has my contact information on it. And I kind of um, hand it over to the captain, offering it to him uh, with an outstretched palm. You may call upon me whenever you need. This is my information. If you get there and you do not have what you need, you just let me know. I'll ring that up my chain of command and make sure that I make the biggest stink. I'm sure you can see I'm not someone who is um, patient. Trust me, if we get back to Dorson and things haven't been taken care of, you'll be the first person I come visit. Rightly so. But I guess Torn's right. We show up with half the job completed. We're still one astromech droid short or 5,000 credits, neither of which I have. And to be honest, I'm getting a little sick of bouncing around from planet to planet trying to track down a tin can to pay off my ship. Especially inside a tin can. And you don't like the, uh, your accommodations, Torn? They weren't built for someone my size. I lean in and press um, my palm into the captain's and kind of gripping it like a, like a handshake. You'll know if you are tired of this life of back and forth and back and forth and always looking for the next dollar. Perhaps there might be a room for you with the people that I know. You can let me know if that's what you'd like as well. You have my information. And um, she just kind of grins at him, like encouragingly. <laughs> Alright, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We're not quite that stupid to get involved in fighting the Empire like that. Stupid! Oh, Brave, I saw the way you went at that droid. So much power. This is what I'm saying. You all are amazing. And we could definitely use people with such courage in my movement. Yeah, Torin, uh, which one was that? Bravery or stupidity? I've got my choice made. How about you, Navra? Yeah, I've got mine figured out. It all kind of blurs together. Brave or stupid. There's not enough credits in the world to get me to fight the Empire in the open. Give me a contingent of stormtroopers in a side alley. Maybe then, but full-blown rebellion seems like a good way to get us all killed. Maybe, but I'm still standing. And I look over at the captain, and I say, uh, Captain, I know it probably feels like Perhaps you may have lost today, but I hope you know you have won my respect, my adoration, and quite frankly, the friendship of the rebellion. Should you need it, reach out to me. I turn around, kind of scanning the area to see if I can, you know, locate this astromech when I find it. 
I start to kind of load it onto my ship, and the second that I'm packed up, I head out with kind of a wink and a smile at this unlikely band of friends I've just made in the middle of nowhere. Oh, she was nice. And she didn't try to kill us as much as the last person to come after you, Kel. No. All I know is she better have taken care of what she said she was going to by the time we get back to Dorson. If Gavik had explained to Pargo how we don't have astromech droids and we still don't get the Vagrant back, things are just going to get even worse. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Hi there, Todd Moonmont's here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to the Dungeon Jedi Masters Patreon to help in production, hosting, and creation of this and other great Star Wars 5e-related content. You can find us at DungeonJediMasters.com, and may the Force be with you.